Ascent 420, number 29. Yeah, yeah. 29. 29. Wow. All right. Anna's updating her Facebook status as we speak. I don't use Facebook. <laughs> I'm embarrassed today because I had to roll a joint with Riverweed. Um, I'm adamantly opposed to people carrying weed in a bag in their pocket and then sharing it with their friends, but I had to do that today. So I'm not real sure what it is. Uh, so what is river weed? River weed is weed that's in a, well, it's kind of like snowboarding weed, right? Where you put it in a bag and it's been in your pocket for days, just getting crushed. It, it looks like dispensary weed when you pull it out. There's like no trichomes on it. It's all honed That's down. like an insult to you, dispensary weed. To me? No, you, uh, yeah. probably you too, I'd imagine. <laughs> well, I mean, really. like no. what, okay. what you'll see is you'll see some great buds, and then they put them through trimmers, and then they've been right. Handled. Each one is like yeah. a little tiny. Yeah, and it comes right. out, and it's uh, like I was wondering about that because I, I like it to be big and chunky yeah, and I like texture. That. There might be some stem in right. there, but I can take that out. Right, yeah. and a little bit of leaf. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's, it's like it looks good. Right, yeah. it's like one of those honed carrots. Right? You know those little baby carrots? They're not baby carrots. Right. They're regular carrots that are just honed down. Is that what they do to those? Yeah. It's, they put them in a machine that carves them? Uh, okay. it down. That's what <laughs> they do. Woodworking. Yeah, shreds for when you get the fucking carrot shreds. <laughs> right, right. Okay, yeah. never even thought about that. So anyway, this is like a baby carrot, this weed that we're about to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> still good, but it's a little, you know, you don't want to do that to your crew too often, unless you're on the river. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. you know, on the mountains, snowboarding or something, mountain biking. I so, think you'd have like a fancy case that you could put it in that wouldn't well, get smashed but up. See, you still you know, do Ziplocs? You just straight Ziploc? Well, Ziploc. yeah, it's in one of those little half Ziploc bags. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't carrying a dry bag, so I just have this little waterproof thing, mm-hmm. you know, bag for like phones and weed and lighters and yeah, shit yeah, like yeah. that. So mm-hmm. I put it in that so I could, you know travel light mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah it gotcha. got stomped on and smashed up and all of that so i apologize to you guys it won't happen again <laughs> <laughs> so disappointed i know right disappointment but i do think it is like i think it's durbin um ghost train and prodigium because those are the ones that i do activities with mm. so because those are all ups for me, they're all yeah. ups. Jordan smokes my fucking ghost train, and he's fucking falls asleep. Falls asleep. Yeah. Did have me nodding so, off one time. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. I've got some questions about that. It's kind of like, it's almost to me like sparring with your hands down. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's questionable. <laughs> I think my DNA is a little damaged. <laughs> all right. Lost too many brain cells over the years. What can I say? Lose more with your hands down, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> so would I know the difference at this point. See, it's funny, though, because you spar with somebody like Tim, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, because Tim's way more aggressive than Evan. You know, Evan's pretty accurate, but Tim will, like, fucking pepper you the fuck up. So if your hands are down, because mm-hmm. he's got such a long reach, he hits you from every fucking angle. every angle possible. And Tim's accurate as fuck, so you get the accuracy along with the range every time your hands are down. But it, it sucks for me because I can't spar Tim like 
with my hands up in a tight position because he's got good footwork. So if I try to close, then he'll just step out, angle off. So I got to go at him with my hands down so I get him to swing, and that's where I can hit him, you know, and then start my combinations on him. Um, so it's kind of like a do as I say, not as I do type of deal. Well, that's what I told Evan yesterday because he was like, he was like, Put, keep your hands up more, and and I was I was like I, I feel like the only way I catch him is when I lure him in a little right. bit, and yeah, and then I can counter and and or get him to fucking think I'm going one way, but yeah, I mean I guess it only works so much, especially like in like um, the friendly mode of sparring, right? Yeah, because you know like Craig's a good example. Like Craig's a fucking beast if he can. You know, if let if he just yeah is able to let loose and maul you, because then he starts yeah. just those hard hooks and, and uppercuts. Yeah, and he yeah, and he'll fucking steamroll you. But in a friendly game, he doesn't ever get that opportunity because you know, mm-hmm. you right, know, got to slow it down. Yeah, got to yeah. slow it down. So yeah. um, it's pretty funny. What too. strain was this? This is Ghost Prodigium and Durban Poison, I believe. But, There's you know, no it tastes a little stomped on, you know. My uh, buddy Mark, I snowboard a lot with this guy. Um, really good snowboarder. He's really good at everything, like mountain biking and all of that stuff. Um, shout out to Conforti. But this fucking dude, like, carries the same bag, like, all year long. And it's like a, you know, Ziploc baggie. And he just keeps adding weed to it. So you got this, like, fucking dirty, crusty old bag that's just, you know, like, worn out. And it's, you never know what you're smoking. So I was on a mountain bike ride with him one time, and we smoked this Violator Kush or some shit like that. And seriously, I was, it was like putting me to sleep on this fucking ride. It was a hard ride. And I'm like, dude, you've got to, like, <laughs> pick your weed. He just... Again, throw shit in there. Doesn't matter what it is. Funny stuff. I'm kind of like that. I have a, you know, maybe I don't want to admit it, but I got a pipe at home, and I rarely clean it out. (laughs) I just go, it's cash, bud right on top. Cash, bud right on top. Because I just, you know, to me it's like I'm working on something, and I just want the, you know, give me a little buzz, take it out. So when do you ever feel compelled to clean it? When it doesn't work anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You can't stop through it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little embarrassing. It's like having a dirty house. I feel like that's what most people do, though, with their pipes. They don't clean Uh, them for a while until they're like, okay, this needs to be cleaned. Most people I know just buy a new pipe when theirs gets too clogged. Right. They're like, all right, leave this one out for the homeless guy. <laughs> Pack a little bowl on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good gift. That's nice. Yeah, I've done that. You have? Oh yeah. Plenty we do times. that with joints. You know, a lot of times you yeah. just put it out and then leave it. Mm. Especially at a lot of the ski huts that you know you find in the woods. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. You know, pay gift. it forward. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's good. People need to be high. I think that's good for literally homeless people too. Just give them a bud. Yeah, they appreciate that. Uh, Heck yeah. yeah. Be like, hey, now and nowadays you can't get in trouble for it. So, <coughs> right, right, right. It's like, hey, man, don't have any cash for you, but I got a nug. Yeah. Maybe a sandwich or something to go with it. Yeah, when back you get when the munchies. For the munchies. <laughs> oh, that's a fucking solid idea. A little care package. 
When I used to trim weed, I used to save all the scissor hash, and that was what I would give to the homeless dudes. Just fucking dude, scissor hash is legit. Yeah. Yeah. That is a... I mean, that's still a treat, I think. Scissor hash. Top a bowl with it, and Mm -hmm. just get that crushing, like, fucking caustic hit of trichomes and oil off your hands. Yeah, no, that's a little weird about it. That is so dark because of right. dirt and shit. Right. Shit off the scissors. It's like, okay. I see people like, what do, what do they make with that? Those, uh, what do they call them? Like moon rocks or some shit? Where they roll them in keef. Oh, yeah, and moon then rocks, dragon it. eggs. Yeah. yeah. So what do they do? They take some scissor hash, roll it up, and then roll that in keef. So you that it gets like the normally green on the outside. Take the bolt, the 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 nug, and then put it in like honey hash or fucking oh, so distillate or something, and okay. then uh-huh. and and then you roll that like you you basically dip it in your in your liquid hash first, yeah. and then you roll it up in either okay. scissor hash or keef or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What they call it? Moon rocks or dragon eggs or yeah. probably <coughs> more popular terms I've heard. I mean. Nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. I guess it's a, a novelty. Does it really get you that much more high than just hitting like Keith or, or, or some Keith, hash right. or yeah. some? It's funny how right it becomes like a thing, right? Something to do, something different, mm-hmm. something fun. All the different ways you can smoke. And- well, I really like the social element of smoking. I mean, with dabs, it's kind of takes that away. I mean, at least for me, I do one dab and I'm like good. Like, we wouldn't be sitting around here passing a dab rig. I mean, maybe once. Maybe it would make (laughs) a loop. At least for me. I mean, I don't know how you guys are with getting totally blitzed. but Usually even with herb, I'm just like a couple hits. Yeah. I've got a lot of friends that'll sit and pass a dab rig around for hours. Yeah. I'll just sit there. And I'm, yeah, I'm the same way where I'm like, I'd rather just smoke a joint and not. I think a lot of young people get some crazy, uh, what's it called, a uh, resistance to it, or, you know? Because uh, mm. yeah, that's tolerance. what they start with. Right, yeah. Oh, they, like, they never I, started with the dirt weed. Right. They I, started been there. When I was uh, working right? at dispensaries, just because of the discounts we had, all the free shit they would give us, how half the time we'd get like a free gram of shatter or something a month, you know? And, and I I wasn't a big dabber at the time. And then somebody gave me a dab rig and I was like, well, shit, I got all this fucking discounted stuff. Or yeah. we'd go to Christmas parties and there'd be fucking free so stuff. So every day? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. it just got to the point where, I mean, we were having edible challenges to see who could eat the most and maintain their shit at work. I had, wow. I had a boss, one of my managers, ate a thousand milligrams. He just decided to take the challenge over. I don't know over. how much that is. Uh, I mean... Like a right. regular edible. A 10 milligram 10 dose milligrams. puts yeah. me to five, fucking right, sleep. Five, okay. five, five to ten's five, average to okay. start with. That's the recommendation. I The most I did at work was like 280. I was trying to work uh-huh. my way to 300 what through the that? day. What was that? Did you freak out? I or? was holding on to the floors mm-hmm. in the hallway at work really? in the grow uh-huh. where the, right down the hall from the fucking HR lady yeah. and I was literally holding the doorways and I looked at my manager Tom down the hall I was like Tom I think I have to go home <laughs> and fucking Derek's walking around and he's like I remember asking him have you seen the mop bucket and he was too high to respond and he just went uh, <laughs> uh, did you look upstairs and I was like yeah dude that's why I'm fucking asking you right now was it ever a psychedelic edibles like i hear it can be but i've never gotten there with it oh so uh, for me the one time i tried i was at my friend's house and she had this lemonade that had thc in it and it was 
like I drank less than what the intended serving was, basically like a, a shot. And I was, I, I was having a hard time because th there were two people in the room besides me and I was having a hard time. Like I was part of the conversation, okay. but also sometimes I had a hard time understanding or like knowing, did I ask that or did I just think it? Did I, uh, and then like kind of the- That's psychedelics. The, the wave mm -hmm. or like the sequence of things, I w it was kind of all jumbled. I wasn't sure. <laughs> like it kind if of it felt like I was, yeah, exactly. Right, right. In that moment, like part right. of the conversation or that yeah, conversation, yeah, yeah. and things were a little, right. a little wavy. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't like being that high. I don't like, either. Right? I never did it again. Especially <laughs> with weed, because then I lose my ability to control. But like with mm -hmm. mushrooms, I feel like I'm in control. Like you know yeah, what I'm but saying? Is it I because can, oh really? Is it not? <clears throat> Uh, that you when you do mushrooms you're like it's like a thing right, I'm gonna do some mushrooms so you like kind of prepare for it but with weed you're not like ready you're like oh no I didn't know it was gonna be like this now it's a fucking ordeal I mean I've is tried it, is that why I've tried really to do some active things on you know like edibles and couldn't it was just okay. housed uh -huh. um, but on mushrooms you know I, I mean I'll snowboard and mountain bike and um, not a certain amount though yeah you know yeah. for something like that I, I think the most that I would like to do is three grams, you know? Mm -hmm. If I was on, like if I was taking a gondola only, you know what I'm saying, then I would maybe go into that five, six gram range of snowboarding because it's, the, the place that worries me is being on the chairlift and then just kind of zoning out. You know, and yeah. either not getting off at the end, right, right, right. you know what I'm saying, <laughs> or fucking literally falling oh, off. Yeah. You know, just getting lost into some thought or mm -hmm. some clouds or some snow coming down, you know, depending yeah. on what type of day. Right. But I, my um, best tripping experience was at uh, Mary Jane, and we took two hits of acid. And this was, you know, way back in the day when I was still a skier. And it was this, like, totally super heavy big flake blizzard day but no wind you know what i'm saying but that just intense snow coming down it was perfect everything was quiet and you got your helmet and you got your goggles and you feel like you're just completely encased mm -hmm. and so um i was uh there's this run called uh, golden spike which is pretty legit i mean really big bumps nice steep pitch on it and I broke a ski while I was tripping, and I had to ski down on one ski. My buddy carried my other ski. Mm. Yeah, huh. it was pretty wild. And it was, but it was like doable. You know what I'm saying? It was, you got into that. Did like, you end up putting place. like both feet on the same one or was No, it I just, just checked one? with my, from what I can remember with my other foot. <laughs> you know, you'd kind of hug it in yeah. and then check it down, hug it in, check it down. Did you see, um, you guys are way too young, but maybe you. Better Off Dead? No. That John Cusack movie? I don't think I know that one. It's a pretty funny fucking movie. Mm. But anyway, there's like this um, run called the K-12 or something like that. <clears throat> and it's, you know, the toughest run in this area. And so there's this kid that he owes $2 to. And he's this maniac paper boy who's chasing him down. And so, you know, it's kind of this little funny part where he's at the top of this run getting ready to do this race and he's trying to get his ski on and this fucking kid is chasing him down. So something happens where 
he breaks a ski or his binding mm. and so he and can't he click in and yeah and this kid starts chasing him he's like oh shit and so he's running the k12 on one okay he's racing it though uh, right nice. so yeah i got a similar one like the last time i ever snowboarded which is a long time ago at this point 10 years it was at keystone and it was like on a, a good amount of acid. I don't even remember like what kind or whatever. Um, and at first it had been a while for me too at that point. And so the day was pretty tough at first, right? right. I lost a glove, so my hand was freezing, <laughs> yeah. you know? Uh, Those and then, little things that just annoy the fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but later, because they have that nighttime ski in there, later, like we went out to eat. I like puked. I was having like, it was a rough day. And uh, then we went at night, and it was like uh, it started snowing, mm-hmm. you know, big flakes, but like like calm and at night, and it was one of the best experiences. Yeah, um, you so, kind of changed, huh? From yeah, that, right. Probably like that mm-hmm. intense drive up to the peak. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah, so right. you lose your glove, your fucking yeah, exactly. anxiety, yeah, and then yeah, all of a sudden yeah, you get uh-huh. into like like I think when it gets dark with something like that, right? Mm-hmm. You, that too. But you get encased, you know what I'm mm. saying? It's almost like a, that's mm. how I felt mm. with it's snowing really heavy and so it's really quiet and you're in your helmet and you're in your goggles. It's like you're... It kind of forces you into a tunnel vision. Yeah, huh? you, yeah, and you're in this... Yeah. It forces me, I think, from an observer's perspective. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. it's almost like I'm watching me watch everything mm. out there. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. it comes with that though because I don't usually get into that place when there's a lot of people around or when it's it makes light it and yeah. loud and mm-hmm. yeah yeah well it's interesting because it's literally like focusing like you're saying you're tunneling out you're even like taking out it's like a sensory depriving kind of mm-hmm. thing too yeah. with the helmet and the glasses like you're saying yeah um and even going down a mountain being focused in a you know physical thing it is a focusing right and it's, and that weed and psychedelics can help with that yeah right yeah. I've yeah, gotten something similar, mm-hmm. uh, but not with. It was just when I uh, we went last year, I think, or two years. I can't. I think it was last year. We went to the river, and it was pretty cold. The water was very cold, and it, we went to the river to like take a bath in very cold water. Um, this was Jack and DJ, and um, I just like sat in the water where most like basically it was all the way up to my neck. And it was cold at first, but then after a while, it felt like I myself was in a capsule inside the water. Mm. So, little Wim Hof shit going on. Yeah, that was where I was just like, like you said, you kind of focus in on something, but because I had all of nature around me, it just felt more like what you were saying a little bit, like you're stepping slightly over your own shoulder kind of thing. Yeah. And seeing things it was mm-hmm. but i didn't like i didn't do mushrooms i don't even remember if we smoked weed it was just a weird wow, it was just that moment like, never experienced that before those natural what you know mm-hmm. um what do they I'll say that you get yeah time. natural yeah you can get there what's that chemical though that we produce that dmt yeah but it, mm-hmm. isn't it called something different when we produce it like the so. re- if it's dmt that you're talking about mm-hmm. yeah it's the same, I think. Mm-hmm. They just call it endogenous DMT because it's... Right, it's yeah. with the inside, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it might be things like that. Um, it might not be, too. I'm not totally sold on, uh, you know... I guess the idea is our spiritual and, and high flow states, like psychedelically driven, 
just naturally or whatever, right? Um, do you see uh, Jordan had on uh, an old psychedelic guy, Carl Ruck? Is his just name? recently, right? Yeah. And he, like, wrote that book. Uh, it's the one, it was with Gordon Wasson. Um, uh, he found the mushroom in Mexico. Like, you know, Western people didn't know about psychedelic mushrooms. Mm-hmm in the i don't know 50s something like that so he's a part of like the psychedelic revolution and you know that time uh and so he wrote a book saying that i think it it was this one that was saying that soma um which is like in the vedas right the like hindu uh um what do they call like a spiritual drink i forget what the word a sacrament okay yeah um, I suppose it, was, it made people get into certain mind states and things like that. I, I get it confused because there's also the Eleusinian stuff, and both of these guys were talking about that, those topics. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he thought it was the uh, red-capped, the flagaric mushroom was Soma, mm-hmm. uh, and all that like, um, you know, psychedelic psychedelics started Christianity. You know, uh, mushroom in the cross book too. You heard about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, this Allegro like deciphers the uh, the Nag Hammadi texts I think are like the I forget what the other ones are more well known that they yeah, found I'm like not familiar with those. it's like the Bible it's like uh, it's like you know they found like uh, like jars like ancient jars in this cave in the Middle East or whatever full of uh, like old scrolls that like were like an ancient Bible mm-hmm. right and so he it's trying Hebrew right. I don't know. It might have been in like it's in all kinds of different languages. Mm. Like there's like Akkadian, and so I, I'm not sure. Like that version. There's two of them. The other one's more famous that they found all these texts. Um, and so this guy, all, everybody else who like translates it are all priests, mm-hmm. maybe Jesuits. I, I forget. And then he was the only one that was like a secular scientist. Um, maybe he was like like a writer. I, I don't remember what he was. Uh, but he interpreted the language, and then he his conclusion was it was like a mushroom cult, mm-hmm. like ancient, some ancient mushroom <clears throat> cult like became um, Christianity. Well, I think it was uh, Michael Pollan. Yeah, um, he mm-hmm. just came out with that book recently, mm-hmm. and he was saying that um, what got him interested was that every society, you know, civilized society had some level of yeah, you know that, like yeah, yeah. psychedelic kind of spiritual ex, you know experiences right, right? and except the eskimo you said because they didn't yeah, have except plants there just weren't uh-huh. enough no psychedelics up there right yeah there's a surprisingly little amount of psychedelics in america in north america there's like very few but south america's like fucking bang psychedelic fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. i mean but like <clears throat> what is there in north america there's Peyote. Peyote. And there's, you know, mushrooms. Yep. Right? I think that's it. I don't know if you could think of another. Well, I think there's like, um, weren't kids like getting all fucked up on another plant that was like uh, salvia? Isn't that a natural? I think like, that's a jungle yeah. plant. It's an, yeah. Is it a, it's an eastern plant. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've <laughs> done salvia. that a few times. Have you done that? No. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, have you had? You've done some. Oh, it's fucked up, man. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what does salvia like? do? <laughs> I'm not a fan of it. I Did mean, you smoke it? Of course, because they yeah, so, like yeah. traditionally they would chew the leaves. Okay, and it'd be like a lot of leaves, right? Um, and then it elongates the experience, right? And it's maybe not as intense. And they may combine it with other drinks too. But what they do for what you get at like the, you know, the store is like a it's like a 
super condensed. It's like cocaine from coca mm-hmm. leaf or whatever. And then you smoke it rather than eat it. Right. And so what's the experience like? <laughs> like, well, why didn't salvia take off? <laughs> it did for yeah. d- during my time. It was very popular. I mean, in in high school and middle school, even even into my twenties, I knew a lot of people that were smoking it regularly. And then mm-hmm. I think a lot of people had bad experiences at one time or another. And then we're just like, fuck that shit. And it's it's such a different psychedelic. It, and now, in hindsight, I can look back and think like it's actually kind of. It's like if you took the intensity of DMT, because it's such a short-lived window, mm-hmm. and it is very intense in a short spat if you smoke enough or a, a concentrated enough uh, amount, um, but with like the weirdness of kind of the mushroom world with like, uh, I don't know, so the first time I smoked it, it was basically like a mild, short LSD trip where... It, it just was like mostly colors just got really vibrant and everything was kind of, uh, I don't know, there was like light delays and things happening. And then the second time I smoked it, it was kind of just seeing like, it, I don't know, it, it, it really wasn't that intense the first two times. So I kind of underplayed it in my mind. But I had friends that thought they were Legos. I had friends that lived alternate lives in that 15 minutes. And I had friends that... So that's how long it would last is about 15 minutes? Yeah. And I had one friend that thought she was an egg and thought she cracked on the floor. And <laughs> she just laid there for 15 minutes. And she was like, guys, I cracked. And I, she was like, please don't break my yoke. For 15 minutes, that's all she said. And... <clears throat> So the thing that happened, though, was I, I completely, I severely downplayed the, the strength of this stuff in my mind. I think I just had weak stuff the first few times. And um, one day I was at the skate park. And this is the dumbest thing I've ever done as well. I highly do not advise this to anybody that might be listening. But some guy walked up and was just like, I got all this salvia. Do you guys want some salvia? And he literally was just walking around with a little box that had all these fucking vials in it filled with salvia. And who the fuck goes handing around drugs clearly this guy just had a bad that's experience that's like out of a dare uh, yeah. class or whatever Seriously. that's what I thought people would do like drug dealers would come with yeah and that's exactly how it was like he fucking was walking through the park I was maybe 15 16 at the time and he he gave us this little fucking jar and we we just put it up on some weed right then and there and each of us had our own bowl we all took a rip together and <clears throat> I mean I was looking at the skate park and instantly as i exhaled the first rip everything went mirror mode everything that was on my right started going and i was like what the fuck and i'm like i'm like trying to figure out what the fuck's going on there's like little kids riding around me and parents and fucking everything all over the place and and i tried to skate down to the bottom and i immediately just ate shit everything i tried to do when i tried to move left i was actually moving right when i tried to move right i was moving left if i looked up i was actually looking down and it, they, everything was crosswired in my body and so i'm like i'm trying to walk to the left and i'm falling over this way i was tripping over shit and then i started just drooling out of my mouth and i was fucking just laying in the grass laughing my ass off for like 10 minutes and then it finally came back down and everything fucking went back to normal. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I've heard of people that have lived entire alternate lives and just, like, thought they were a fucking fish for 20 years in that 15-minute time span. Um, salvia. Yeah. What was your salvia experience? Um, 
Uh, I only did it a few times, right? So I, I'd already been doing DMT for a while. So I did it like that, you know? So, and then I did it by myself. At the time, I was, it was when my son was just born and I'm kind of like having problems with his mom. And so I was like, I'm gonna live, I had a friend that had like a full apartment in his basement with a stove and a shower and stuff. So I was like, I'm gonna live here for three months. We'll try like separating just for a little bit, you know what I mean? And so I'm there, I'm a little depressed too, you know, that's kind of, you know, the scene of it. And so I did it by myself three or four times uh, while I was there. And it was always really short. It was shorter than 15 minutes for me. I would, and I would do it like ZMT. I had two pipes and I go, you know, as much as I can and, and do that again, you know, and see if I can't get two or three hits out of it. Would you hold it? Yeah, for a, for a moment. You hold like, it for a but moment. you a moment, yeah. hold that or do you exhale it and then hit the next one? Yeah. Yeah, you exhale that one. You, okay. As much as you can, totally exhale. Yeah. Do the next one. I, I feel, I don't want to uh, give advice or whatever, but, <laughs> <laughs> but if, if you want to, to break through, in yeah. my experience, yeah, like DMT with, the, sure. with DMT, with like on weed, like I bet there's better ways, like if you have like a fucking crack pipe and you're like dab and dabs. Yeah. yeah. So I've never done that. I always did it on herbs. So this is like how I would do it. And uh, it was always like a pretty horrible experience. It was like I would almost break through. I would like, so then I would do that and then I would like lie down. I tried that the first time. And then it was like things started to open up and then it just all closed and I felt like I was burning. Like every time my whole body was like burning, right? Uh, so I went and I got in like a cold shower. And I did that every time of the three or four times. That would happen at the end. Yeah. And then the last one was the only time that anything actually happened. And it was like super short lived, like a couple seconds. It was just like a few seconds every time. Uh, and, uh, I smoked it and I leaned back and literally my ceiling started to like tear apart and then I started to hear these things they were like watching me or whatever it was while I was smoking it they were like oh he's gonna take another hit I heard someone like these things like talking to each other or whatever and uh, and then and then I laid back and they were commenting on my experience like what I was seeing for just like a few seconds and again it like closed up and then cold shower and I fucking hated it it was a horrible feeling yeah I, and I would try to meditate through it like when I started to feel it, it was like needles like hot needles is over it my body. is it like um, uh, shit what's that stuff that you take with uh, like mushrooms for microdosing mm. oh. Um, you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. Like uh, niacin. Niacin. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is like that. Exactly. Uh -huh. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that niacin flush is weird. Yeah. Like I've taken a heavy like dose before. Is, uh, yeah. You know, just, you just not knowing. Yeah, and like I totally huh. forgot that I had taken it because mm -hmm. I had um, started microdosing, right? And so um, I think it was Paul Stamets who's got that you know kind of recipe with. Okay, I haven't heard this. Some so niacin in it. With, I think his. I think his whole plan. Somebody was telling me hmm. that his plan is, you know, as it gets more accepted, is to have capsules for microdosing, but with enough niacin that you can't exceed a dosage to trip. Right. So it keeps you just in the health benefits of hmm. a microdose. But anyway, I did that, and I took, like, I thought they were like lower milligram pills mm -hmm. of niacin and then i totally forgot that i took them mm -hmm. and so like 
an hour later or something. I'm like, fuck, man. Somebody just like scratched me up with the ghee tonight, you know, because I started to feel it up here and on my face. And that's what I was thinking for a while. Right. I'm like, fuck, man, who did this? And just like, <laughs> then all of a sudden I remembered, you know, because then I started to flush. I looked at myself in the mirror and you're getting all red and shit. Hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, the niacin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like that. I've never made that connection, but it was like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a horrible thing. Some people yeah. dig it. Uh, but you uh, know what kind of feels like niacin? Nettles. Is the nettles, right? Yeah. But it's like the reverse. It it's like from the outside coming in versus the inside, the inside going coming out. out. Yeah. And I whooped on his ass you know in the nettles challenge. what else feels like that? The nettles. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I've never had from it. The, yeah, well, from the inside out, it feels really, sometimes it can feel really warm like a and niacin. itchy. I've never had niacin. I wonder if you ever. had shingles. And it felt like that. And you took niacin. Would it <laughs> make it worse? Make it worse, or would it like push it over the edge? Yeah, and be like it's done. You're good. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not willing to try because I don't want shingles. <laughs> but going back to what we were saying before, we had this nettles challenge. Fuck. I did so well. You, I don't know why you stopped. So what is the nettles challenge? Have you ever had stinging nettles? Yeah, yeah, you whacked so, me with it, but I didn't. Yeah. You whacked <laughs> me with it. <laughs> you get to just. It was interesting, you know, actually. I thought it was pretty... take like however many hits. And you then, can take. and then you get to hit the other person, or mm-hmm. is it just out? No, just like I don't a, think Eric ever got hit by oh, anyone with the nettles. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just a number. How many can you take? <laughs> yeah. How many can you take? Yeah. 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 It is an interesting feeling, though, that a plant would be able to make something that would make your skin do that or whatever. Right. And the first time Aaron did that to me, like, I was getting ready to go to class, and I thought that she just fucking hit me with something with, that was, like, had needles in it. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing, man? This right. is going to, like, yeah, I'm going to be grappling yeah. and shit. And this, right. And, uh, yeah, so I was kind of, you know, I, was, yeah. I didn't know that it was, like, yeah, that's acid surprising. or something, yeah, right? Yeah, they have surprising. these little hairs that release this mm-hmm. acid. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's the hairs? Okay, I think that makes have, sense. So yeah. it is like little tiny needles. Huh? Yeah. It's a badass plant. I mean, but you could cook huh. them, you could put them in your tea, and mm-hmm. all of that is goes that right? away. Yeah. Okay. But it's really yeah. cool. I think it's great therapy. Like, to For just... What? Like, what do you mean? Man, it's like almost... To like me, it, it feels... Yeah, anti-inflammation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it stimulates... It, it really brings, I think, you know, energy to the area. Honestly, mm. I had like a, a knot along my spine once and it was hurting. Pre- it was like, I, it was really tight and swollen. I'm not quite sure. And I put nettles on it. And the next day, I kid you not, it was so much better. Yeah. There was like almost nothing left. And I think that's, you know, it brings circulation mm. and... Um, Have you done nettles? Sort of? It's almost like nature's cupping. Yeah, from yeah, you smacked me with oh, it okay. too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a cool feeling. Yeah. I mean, like Erin will sometimes <laughs> hit herself in, you know, like and around the face. And it keeps coming back. It comes yeah. in waves. Right. So that's cool. But she's like joking. She's like, it's like Botox. <laughs> I was like, hey, fuck. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that plants make all those chemicals or whatever and right. those things like do stuff for so us. do you think that's like a defensive chemical for the plant that's you know what, what i'm saying it is Seems but like i it. wonder that's i was just wondering just uh-huh. now yeah is it actually a defensive thing or it's like does it do maybe it's for the people too? like that it it's like okay we're going to really have a connection or it's going to ward you off mm-hmm. right because if you have a connection with it then you'll be like all right this is badass but 
most people who touch it and they don't know what it is, they're going to be like, fuck that, man. Yeah. It's like getting stung. Yeah. Right? Hmm. What about like how like I've come to think that by from growing greens that the I don't know if this is true at all this is just my like belief or whatever that the more bitter they are the more like good stuff is in them yeah well, that bitter, is a, bitters uh, are one of the best things for your gut tell, yeah bitters uh-huh. okay so huh. like bitter greens like mustard greens and okay arugula yeah. and right shit like but that but sometimes I wonder if the bitterness itself is the same you know is like an aspect of an the equivalent goodness. like what it if it means that it has those extra yeah. nutrients or whatever. Right, yeah. yeah that, it's keeping... Yeah. I don't know, according yeah. to Italians, yes. My whole right. Italian family is always like, we have mm. a lot of dishes where there's bitter greens in it. And, mm. mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. But it's a similar thing. It's like maybe bitterness is, is to ward off uh, predators from eating it, right? I think like even your... But it's the most uh, nutritious. Right, yeah, right. yeah. Right, yeah. whereas something uh-huh. sweet... Right. That's enticing. why. That's yeah. why it's got the deterrent because it's got so much yeah. protecting it. Doesn't want anyone yeah. to take right. it. To take its yeah. goodness. So well, if you can withstand yeah. it. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So have you heard about like that tree in Africa that like if a giraffe is eating a tree down here, uh, the the trees next to it send out signals either like pheromone smells or through mm-hmm. the roots. I don't remember. To, and then it goes down the line, and all the trees react by making their leaves more bitter. Well, I think um, you heard that aspens do shit like that too. Okay, and they're all connected yeah. underneath. Yeah, spinach uh, does that. Torturing all the plants. Torturing all the plants. Vegans, vegetarians. Makes it more bitter. That's right. How can you say that plants don't have like a like? How how do you not consider that life? And why is that? Yeah, see, that's intelligent. So I wonder, is that? Would that be more intelligent than a mollusk? Let's say, you know what I'm saying. Like if you're if you're a vegan, (laughs) would it be? Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. Is Mm. it? I I think that's more intelligence than a mollusk. I mean, what other than what a mollusk do act as like? maybe a filter of the sea a little bit yeah, on, the, on the floor maybe okay just, so so you're saying the difference just so i get this idea in my hand so vegans would want to eat a less intelligent creature to be moral well, so how, yeah, you're trying to figure out what creature is less smart is that that's the argument yeah, so like a well, plant so you're saying like a a group of plants is more smart than a single mollusk mollusk or whatever yeah I mean, it seems like if in general, it could, like, individual. you're talking about those trees, right? So mm-hmm. giraffes eating it, and it's like, whoa, I need to let fucking my partners know up the Right, it seems like intelligence. It's I'm going to send some off. Some sort of, like, reacting to the mm-hmm. environment in real time right. and communicating. But you think a mollusk is still less smart or is less smart absolutely yeah but there's many different kinds of mollusks and also okay. what about are there smart plants? mollusks though i don't know i'm just saying like, like what do we know what do we know about the deep ocean well <laughs> <laughs> damn you sounded italian as fuck right there yeah when i get when what I do get we little, know about the deep ocean <laughs> we'll see we'll see how accurate that that is later in the video but what can i do i'm italian <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I would wonder. I would wonder. Like, um, is it is it the difference between like an individual thing though? Like, is is one plant more intelligent than a mollusk? Yeah. yeah I mean, what if you it's think a, one tree? Plant is? Maybe you grown, a tree? You've grown a tree, weed, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like how's it really, smart? <clears throat> what do you think? Man, I'm. I mean, 
I don't know, strain to strain, just seeing the different adaptations of, like, uh... <sighs> Maybe what's interesting about it is that... Oh, go ahead, you got something? Well, I don't know, yeah, just watching mm. them being competitive in a room together, mm. like, I feel like there's intelligence in that, and okay, the way I mean, that yeah. they kind of... Some of them will, that are less structurally apt in nature, will naturally weave themselves through the other plants and kind of use them as a support system. I've seen that with mm. like our. So there's some stronger plants grow to the top yeah. and take all the light, and then those ones, because they can't compete, they like try a different strategy yeah, or whatever. But they'll, they'll almost we, like vine themselves through, mm. like, um, like if, like, a, like, we used to have this plant called. Um, moonwalk it, uh, it was just moonwalk and it it used to be like that like where it, the buds would get too big and the 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 arms were always too weak to hold themselves up mm. but it would if we had like a cataract cush next to it which we really never had to stake or tie up at all um or like a fucking even the san fernando valleys which were kind of similar to the moonwalk but they were strong enough that moonwalk would fucking reach out and like kind of rest on those plants and in mm. somehow in a way those buds would end up weighing the other plant down and then it would end up stealing light from that plant whereas mm. that plant mm. initially grew taller than the moonwalk now the moonwalk's fucking mm. basically pushing it out of the way and just going like give mm. me all this mm. shit right now <laughs> So are they all in different pots, separate yeah. pots? I yeah. wonder how they would behave, like, in a big, you know? Because mm-hmm. earlier, we, yeah, we were talking about, like, them communicating with each other. And even mushrooms, like, Paul Stamets talks about this all the time. They're like a network. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I, I've, I heard recently, like, to turn it, give it, like, a symbolic edge, like, because you would have, you know, you have all these, like, different levels of magnitude, you know, you got individuals and then groups and then those groups create you know families or whatever and then in the forest everything's like you know interacting and so you have like the intelligence of maybe a mollusk i don't know what can they do if they're in a shell can they like move a shell or something uh-huh. The, I think they, they uh, just open and close, yeah, right? Uh-huh. It's like a right. muscle, yeah. right? And just so they have some ability to and like then interact it just with filters. the world, though. right? And then at what level you know, does it seem intelligent? You know what I mean, like. Like you could say, like plants following the sun. If you hear about that, yeah. what that's called, photo. But there's like, uh, I but mean, is that there's smarts, a, you know? a legit connection though that you have with plants because I I know a lot of growers and I see guys and I'm talking like home growers, you, you know, mm-hmm. that have their mm-hmm. you know little six plant legal Colorado mm-hmm. grows right, and you'll see some that you know see you know just have it as a means to an end so to speak and then you'll see people who really like spending time with their plants and those plants look way different than somebody who walks in and views it more just commodity Mm -hmm. you you know what i'm saying so so check this out this is the exact angle i was going to take was like think of like a hunter back in the day Right. Uh, He goes out in the forest. Like I heard this guy put it recently really cool. He was like, you can either listen when you're in the forest, there's birds chirping. You can listen to one bird or you can listen to the birds. 
And then you can listen to the birds like react if there's like a predator around.、Mm-hmm. And then you could even listen to the forest. So that's what like a hunter would do. Right. As they're so connected. So then you could say even they would say that I'm listening to like the spirit of the forest. Yeah. And then maybe you could even have like some people say there's like an angel of a city. So like maybe like. San Francisco has like a feeling, like you go there and there's like a feeling to it. I think、right? sometimes people are a certain way, like there's like a and even. But I think when there's that much external, you know what I'm saying, like noise, it's hard to get to that place where because I don't think that there's like a rhythm to it. But you go into the woods and do it because we would do this run in missions all the time in the military, and you get dropped in. And you sit, and we would sit for like ten minutes, and you're not speaking.、Mm. You know, you're just listening, right? You're、mm. just taking it in. You know,、mm. getting familiar with smells, getting familiar with、um, sight lines. You, you know what I'm saying? Just、mm. things that are out of the ordinary.、Mm-hmm. And when you listen to the forest, like you say, there's a rhythm to it, though.、Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying it's a predictable pattern, so to speak, but it. Fits,、mm-hmm. but when you go to city,、mm-hmm. it doesn't fit. It's like zing 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 zing. But they're like,、mm. but traffic lights have a pattern usually. Sure. Yeah, people、um, go to a show. So yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah. Yeah. So like,、uh, you right, know, lunch times and there's. Yeah. Good point. Correct, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's, but it's all coming in like, birds don't react to something. That's not there. You know what I'm saying? Like they're reacting to something that's there. So if you're listening to birds chirp, and then something moves through, the birds are going to stop chirping, right? right? But there's a predictability. There's an understanding of that way. But in my opinion,、mm-hmm. when you've got this coming and that coming and this going、right. and that going,、there's、it's some- much harder to like. Yeah. To find a balance with that, to find to a connection, it, like, yeah, yeah, that you can、yeah. say. But what if, like, what if we take it to、mm-hmm. like the military? Like, what if you drop into, like, Black Hawk Down, right? That's what I'm saying. It's be way harder because、uh, but, you're. It, but it's still possible, though, right? Don't you think you could like sit for a moment? Maybe if they had a moment, like maybe that situation they didn't have、yeah. moments or whatever. But、right. um, uh, you could like somehow intuit and feel the. The scenario, like maybe they well, could. That's well, like sure, too chaotic. Sure, I, I think example, but no.、Okay. I, I think yeah, yeah. You know, the better you get, the more、even、you're、like、going to be able general, to do something like, like that. Maybe a general could see, like I think maybe what you know what I what I was trying to get、mm-hmm. at with that whole idea is is there's this like invisible aspect to、mm-hmm. things、um, that you could call intelligence. Sure. And and、um, and and so when you like、uh, you know. Take care of plants, right? Like you're saying, right? You get a, or you were saying that the person that's、mm-hmm. like more connected, yeah, with、uh, the plants grows them better because、mm-hmm. you're more like in、right. tune with it.、Um, I think that is at least a broader well, idea, but I,、uh, yeah, let me backtrack with what I'm saying. I think you, I think you could make connections, right? I, I definitely think you could, and I think the more in tune you are, the more you could do that. So going back, for instance, I mean, this is what we would. Say in jujitsu, so it's much easier to learn and develop and hone that skill in an environment that is relatively predictable as far as patterns go. Right? Birds are going to tell you something, okay? And if you can get quiet for a moment and be just in that place, 
you're going to have much more of a um, like time to make the adjustment and get into that. But let's use the Black Hawk Down scenario. You get dropped in. That's got to be relatively instant. You don't have time, so that, yeah, that's you know, example. for to, know to lead into it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So your skills, it'd be like somebody who's doing a jiu-jitsu match, right? So the more I think that somebody learns about a fighter, so they say, okay, I got a match against you, and I'm watching film that you know has been taken of you so I can see how you move, I've uh, watched you, you know, roll live, whatever. So the more I do that, the better I get at that. The better I get at understanding what your strengths are and how, you know, to adapt and what you're going to do. And then the more I do that, obviously, the more proficient I get at the art. And so then I've got a much better chance of I just see you and I can start to make predictions based on how you're going to move. What I would always tell people when I put them in the ring is, dude, let them fucking hit your hands. Put your hands out. That's what I did. I'd, I'd feel what somebody wanted. I was far enough back that I could check a punch or a kick, right? I could feel them close. But I had something there and I had a little bit of protection. But I always want to know if I don't know anything about this person, I want to know what their intentions are, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to have mm-hmm. a feeler, but you can do it relatively quicker, the better you get. And, so, I, so, and I'm hearing this, yeah, like, I, I, that's a cool analogy. Like, I think that's an aspect of, again, to go back to, like, old cultures, like some shaman that, like, throws bones mm-hmm. and, and birds fly by, right? Mm-hmm. Then they throw the bones and they're like, mm. and then the wind blows. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, what are they doing? And, I mean, is that all bullshit? Like, let's just pretend, like, I, maybe there's something valid about it. Um, and so they learn to like read the intelligence of like the world even, mm-hmm. but so we could break it down. Like you're saying, like you read the person, right? right. And you or, can or and, the same type of environment. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Because here's the thing. If there's kids and women and children out playing and then they disappear, there's a reason, right? Just yeah. like if you heard birds chirping, bum, mm-hmm. bum, bum, and then all of a sudden they go silent. Mm-hmm. There's a reason. They're not just going silent to go silent. Yeah. And so cues like that yeah. could, hmm. could give you, you know, an understanding. But I think, again, when you're in chaos, so let's say there's that, but then you hear honking of horns, right? Or there's distant gunfire, or there's planes overhead or there's helicopters around you know all of a sudden you start to get all of this external not fitting uh, you know the the flow of -hmm. something out in the woods right and so in that in those types of moments your response time has to be really good you've got to be able to read those things because shit's going to start to go wrong really quick just say that like there's just different amounts of chaos and Maybe you could think of it as ideal if you're in a forest and it's like quiet and you can just sit there sure. and take a read of things. But I, you know, if I was, you could think of some moments in forest life, like a like a forest fire, sure, where the animals are running everywhere and it's it's chaotic, and, right? You know what I mean? And but then you wouldn't really have time to sit there and listen. You know what but, I'm but, saying? But you you would still, see that and yeah, you'd have to right. make a response a harder read. relatively quickly, yeah. like of mm-hmm. how I'm going to do with this. What are the signs? 
of what's going on. You know, you got to recognize, oh, they're all running that direction at that time that they're running that direction and know that that's probably a good idea to go that direction. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because Mm -hmm. it's happening in a fraction of the Mm -hmm. time that it would be when you've got time. (coughs) Again, we would take like 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and we'd sit there Mm -hmm. and you'd just sit there and take it in. Mm -hmm. 10 minutes is a lot of time but maybe it's like the same things. thing, just at a in like a different gear. Yeah, it's just condensed. Yeah. But but the way to get good at that is by doing, doing more the ten the minutes over and over and over again until you recognize those patterns. You recognize in a yeah. safer environment right. when the birds stop chirping. That means right. something's approaching, right? How but like also a, when you hear a sorry, a siren, yeah. something's approaching. So it's like right, a but that siren but, is going weep, weep, so, weep, weep, yeah. and you don't hear and the I, guys coming through the door. What I'm trying down. to say is, it's um, also a stimulus situation. So like you're talking mm-hmm. about lack yeah. of stimulus birds, when you go. Mm. No, I'm not talking about lack of stimulus. What I'm talking what about. I'm, but can is I finish my point? The <laughs> so you're in the forest. Uh-huh. And you said you made this example multiple times. There's birds, and then when there's something, mm-hmm. they go quiet. That is still a stimulus, but it's like not as chaotic. Because if you hear multiple birds, you can't really tell what the patterns Correct. are. Correct. But then they're stopping. So there's that immediate lack of stim- as far as sensory. Like you're not hearing sound anymore, so you notice. The other one is a siren. That one is more chaotic because you have like this external stimulus going in you, and like sound-wise. So that's all I was saying. I was just saying they they are pretty similar, but I do see how it's well, too chaotic. Well, because you can still find patterns in chaos, but mm. I do understand that you're saying, um, you know, to be able to uh, pick those out in a chaos, it's easier to start with something that's not as chaotic so that you can start seeing what those patterns, like, or figuring out how to find those patterns. So I'm not disagreeing with you. I was just saying that um, it's interesting. It's kind of like opposites of things in in a way mm-hmm. because they're helping you find. It's they're all they're similar because it's all patterns. Like they're all telling you something, but just how they come in is what matters as far as like getting better at it or learning how to figure yeah. it out. Well, your rate of response time though too. Is, well, yeah, that, I think that right. would come along with getting better and yeah. finding Can I try it. a different lens? Can I mm-hmm. try one? Like, so, um, so, again, like back to the intelligence. Like, are, is a forest intelligent? Is a, a, a SEAL team intelligent in the way they react, right? Um, and then, so it reminds me of, like, this guy wrote, uh, made this program back in the day. It's, like, super simple programs. There were all these, like, fractal things where they were, like, can you make one small rule or then that rule creates an effect and then that effect you feed back into the rule. So there was like a game like, uh, it was called Life. And all it was was like boxes on the screen, like a colored square. And there, there was few rules about it. It was like, if it's touching another square, they will make one more square. Um, if it's only touching one more square, they won't but they'll stay around. If, if it ends up a square is by itself not touching anything, it goes away. It dies, whatever. And there may have been a couple more rules, but that, that was like it. And then you press run on the program and it looks like cellular life or something. The way it's moving around and things collect together and you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. the idea being like, that, that was like reducing it to like this thing, like what is intelligence? So one aspect of it is, is 
we react to information, right? Um, and as being like what intelligence means. Yeah, or something like that. I'm like just like a, I'm just uh-huh. putting a lens on our talk okay. about like you know reading the forest, reading a, a war zone or whatever. Um, and, and we were saying like is a mollusk intelligent or whatever. I think these are all like related things. Um, so so a mollusk and, and plants and stuff they and, and down to cellular life they react to to things happening and then collections of those cells all react to a thing and then the collections of those cells are now an organ. Uh, it's your liver or whatever and, and the re- your liver reacts to all its environment and how it grows and and you know heals itself and stuff and then the collection of all your organs is is you you know and then uh you react to things and all that stuff so at all those levels um everything is trying to read patterns right we're trying to uh read the signs of of the environment you know and maybe the smarter creatures can like see this bigger scales of patterns Mm -hmm. like rather than being in a forest yeah yeah right because reading patterns would be responding Mm -hmm. and or, or reacting and you know predicting would be responding i mean Okay. It's still okay. how we would do jujitsu, and, and right? animals do that. Like, yeah. a, like a lion can predict where the, the right. thing's gonna be, Correct. and he jumps there rather than where it was. Right. Right? Some right. prediction going on. Right, they're uh, they're gonna box them in. They're gonna corner them. They're yeah, gonna, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, go after a weaker one, a slower one, an older one, mm-hmm. whatever yeah, yeah. the case. I mean, there's right. like strategy involved, and that mm-hmm. would what would take us back to, you know, this idea. I mean. I think certainly something's intelligent to react, but I think the higher level of intelligence would be responding, you, you know, to something. Mm. And I think that would be using more intelligence mm. to have to respond to something versus react. So do we, you know, to throw in the Sam Harris, like, we don't have free will thing, uh-huh. isn't that like what he's saying is, is we don't respond. Like every if like if you don't have free will, you know they've done these experiments, mm-hmm. and I, not that I believe this. I actually think it might be like a destructive idea, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but they've done these experiments that like they can predict what you're gonna think by in seven seconds. Like mm-hmm. that's a huge amount of time. Sure. Where they give you some picture or something. I forget the experiment, and you have to decide like between two things, and they see you your brain make the decision, and then seven seconds later you like, you know. But do they know? Like, do they ask? I don't know. A separate, yeah. t- like, do you get to, you have, like, questions that you ask this person before doing this test, like, you Right, like, like when see, you do a lie detector, you yeah, get their baseline well, or whatever. Well, <laughs> or just, like, getting to know them, kind of yeah, yeah. get an idea just based on how they respond, right. I don't how know. they say, yeah, you what would, they you say, that, you know. That they would, like, somehow have, Because I feel like if you do that, then you might be able to, it would be more likely. Mm, But mm -hmm. it it would be weird. If you knew them better? Well, if you just, like, kind of, you know, if you just pick someone out of a crowd, you never met them before, it's probably going to be more difficult than someone that you picked out of a crowd and spent 15 minutes talking to. you can predict patterns. Yeah. Right? Maybe, yeah. I mean, that's what those, like, um, what do they call them, those people who read your... The psychics. Yeah, the psychics is they ask, like, series of... Mm-hmm. Leading, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, questions, and yeah. then they can start to make right. pretty generalized predictions. But sometimes based on it's like almost <coughs> impossible. You know what I mean? Like if you watch David Blaine, he's great at cold reading. Uh, right? That's on another level. It's on another level. Yeah. Sometimes I think, you know, like what's interesting is like our culture says magic is illusion, and that's mm-hmm. guys like making coins disappear and shit. And then there's like, I don't know. 
old school magic, real magic, people, you know, like making things, I don't know, whatever like that is. magic. Yeah, yeah, okay, thing. sure, that's Alistair in there. Crowley. All, all that stuff, yeah, that's more modern, but I mean, all the shamanistic stuff is magic, voodoo, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think that stuff's not real. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that those people may have still the same skills because we're like a materialist culture. We're like, oh, magic means I can make a cup appear on the table out of nowhere mm-hmm. or whatever. But maybe David Blaine, by learning a technique like cold reading, that you are tapping into some like higher level pattern reading. I think, and, and maybe for even sure. a spiritual thing. I, I don't need to go there, but I could see that too. That it does have this. But like, people are so afraid mm, to go there, like mm, because yeah, we want to be so rational. That's right. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the thing that, like, mm. when I talk to people who are atheists, that I wonder is then, do they ever get to really entertain those kind of thoughts? Because if if you're atheist, an atheist, typically what I hear is people who are that, they're like, because I believe in science and what's concrete and all of these things. And that's valid. I mean, you mm-hmm. look at that and you say, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. you could narrow your scope and look at it very much in this manner. Mm-hmm. But if you believe beyond that, then there's all of these mm-hmm. real, you know, like um, powers, you know, these real things that could exist in your world. And, you know, it's funny because we see that in the bullshit martial arts with all the death touches and things Mm -hmm. like that. And, uh, a lot of people make fun of, um, like key and chi energy. Yeah. But when you see a fucking 80 year old Tai Chi master moving with grace and beauty in these deep stances Mm -hmm. and flowing and looking young besides the color of their hair, it's like, Tell me that's not fucking chi. Tell me that's not that shit that we were that's, making fun of yeah, 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 in yeah. the death touch. Right. Right. They have life. But correct. Right. And yeah, so yeah. maybe it's not yeah. applied in the charlatan manner. And that's what we see is yeah. see this stuff is fucking bullshit. Right. But it's pretty goddamn impressive when you see the other side of it yeah. and you see an MMA fighter who's all broken down at age fucking 60, 50 and their body's falling apart. You know what I'm saying? And we looked at that as being the real and this being the not real. Like, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times in my, like, experience in martial arts that I've heard that silliness. And I was that guy, you know, when I was young. And you only think that fighting is one mm-hmm. way because you're young, right? Mm-hmm. But when you start to get older, you're looking, at, ooh, man, I got, I'm 49. I see fights coming on all fronts, not just the physical fight and a lot of those guys never make it to my age capable of dealing with those fights Mm -hmm. coming on the the new front so you're you're able again to take it to a new scale to take it to a new scale and respond versus react Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. you know it goes to that it doesn't mean that like i'm more intelligent it means that I'm more intelligent in that arena because you saw the pattern. Yeah. And, and I responded versus reacted. I mean, Mm -hmm. most of the guys my age, and there's a lot of guys that I've come up with through martial arts can't do a fraction of what I can do at this point in time. And that's because they only reacted to what was going on around. As soon as mixed martial arts hit the scene, they all went the mixed martial arts route. I, I still stayed with my traditional backgrounds, did a lot of meditation. Mm -hmm. I mean, up until recently, 
and recently, I'm going to say maybe like seven years, we used to meditate before class. So that's dope, right? this is another problem with materialism and mm -hmm. getting rid of tradition, yeah. thinking only the progressive thing is, right. look at the UFC, it's a laboratory for fighting. You yep. know, of course you do that thing. Yeah. But what, did, what does MMA not have? Any tradition. Right. Any spirituality. Any spirituality, any of those. What things. happens to MMA fighters? Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of them. What happens to them? They're pretty much done training and doing martial arts when they're done fighting, mm -hmm. right? Pretty much, you know, it's, okay. it's kind of one of those things that you put all that time, that energy, and you then really were never taught how to keep using that, right? How to, mm -hmm. how to respond, you only reacted. And again, you can't take anything away from the actual physical fighting a single human being and the athleticism of it. But I hear this from so many guys, and um, it's crazy. Like, I've had just young guys tell me what jujitsu is really about. And it's like, you're fucking 30, dude. Like, where do you think you gathered all of that knowledge and understand how that's going to apply to a 50-year-old's life yeah. or a female's life? Yeah. Or, you, you know what I'm saying? And what happens is we get this kind of lens of you know what we think mm -hmm. is the way to to go you and know it's interesting and, nowadays I've, I've noticed there be an, an age um uh, what would you call it ageism or mm -hmm. like a, <laughs> you know the sjw yeah. stuff where but where it's like opposite though where young people think old people are fascists yeah. and, and like what's happening at a world. young age now right right right, right. But it's a similar thing like but those kids are know. fucking stupid. I mean, they really are. I, <laughs> well, I mean, that's what you're saying. Straight like, you up. You don't know anything at you that You don't. Age, you, right? I mean, with all of that shit, right? Imagine kids right now saying that Cuba is the way that a society should be and that the U.S. is a bunch of fucking capitalistic, you know, greedy people. It's yeah. like, what, what do you think? That they're like over there just at a rally in Cuba, just like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck's wrong with these kids that they think that mm. as they're living in their parents' basements, they're yeah. on so their fucking it, phones. I've, I've been seeing it a lot on social media with, cause I'll, you know how you like dip into like people's like arguments and yeah. stuff. And I got this artist that I follow and he's been challenging the woke, you could say. And uh, so they all like react and get triggered. And then, you know, there's some interesting stuff going on in there, but you see it a lot. And, and I had some at me even too, this like hatred towards like older people, yeah. right? And, and there is like, you know, through, through all of this stuff, uh, I was thinking even this with like censorship, you're right, that's going on right now. Um, I had a conversation with this guy, it was crazy. Like I, I, it's weird when you see the ideology like come out of a, a human, mm -hmm. you know how we like tend to like abstract things like woke people or left yeah. and right and all that. But it's weird when you see that thing come out of someone's mouth. Like, so this guy was saying, that uh, he, he thinks we, that, you know, you should censor. He was like, I used to think censorship was bad, but now I'm like, oh, you know, it's killing people. Like, oh, well, I never heard any, like, actual person even just say that, you know. And then he said we should have a social credit system, right? <laughs> like and, what and, they do in China. <laughs> right, I know. And then he was like, maybe we should have comprehension tests for people to, like, get on Facebook. And then if you're not that smart, then you can only, like your your posts only get seen by your friends uh -huh. and you'd have to like 
the smarter you are, the more people you can talk to or whatever. Is that um, kind of what it already is? Yeah, who gauges what smarts exactly, are, Exactly, who gauges you know? what's smart, who gauges what's right. And so yeah. I was making all these arguments about truth. I've been thinking a lot about it lately, but... And so I was like kind of just yeah. forwarding those to him. I, I wasn't saying anything political. I was just like, you know, we should have the freedom to make our own decisions yeah. and to find truth. That's the basic thing. And then he was like, at the end, he's like, well, so I confronted him on on this aspect of yeah. like the young people. And then you think you're right. How do you know you're right? right? So there's a certain arrogance to censorship. Because yeah. if you believe in censorship, you naturally don't think your stuff's getting censored. Right. You're yeah. like, it's Because you're the other, intelligent one. Yeah. The other ones are the, right. you know. The backwards. Yeah. Uh, yeah old right. thinkers you know so there's this this age thing about it and so he attacked me with but that's just because you don't believe in objective truth right and it's like who gets to decide what like, objective truth yeah. is exactly, how exactly. do you know exactly and that was the point i was making right um www.imright.com exactly. i love that yeah 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 <laughs> it's like bill burson yeah. um yeah yeah so so there's there's an arrogance just implied in in censorship right and yeah. then and then so much of what's going on is an arrogance to think that i know how society should be i know how things should go there's like an arrogance to that you know and people don't see it yeah there's mm -hmm. it's fucking crazy yeah. it's denial I mean, we oftentimes don't think we're in the wrong sorry yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it's hard to figure out like you know since i've been thinking about this stuff it's like what i've come to think is that truth is like a relationship because you never can know the truth right you might know a piece of it and then life changes and then that thing changes and you, you know what i mean so it's like it's more of a relationship than like knowing some sentence this is true da, 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 mm -hmm. da, da, exists or whatever right. you know what i mean yeah because that one time the earth is flat was a true statement right and and so you know what i've been thinking about this like so so let me give a i'll go through this quick um you know, most of us only know the truth, the, the earth is flat because we read it in a book in elementary school and everybody repeats it. And then maybe there's a scientific consensus, right? And so it's just a sentence we say. But imagine like a flat, or a flat earther, right? Who mm. thinks the earth's a disc and everything and the dome that like the aliens made and stuff. Uh, and he goes out to like an ocean and does measurements with a long camera. I've seen them do this online mm. and, and they can see the boat go under the waves and then they can do calculations. I don't understand how it works. Uh, and most of the time what they do is they say, oh, I just proved the earth is flat. You know what I mean? Because they, they don't read, they don't do the science well. But imagine a person that did do the science well, right? And they come to the conclusion that, oh my God, maybe the earth does have a curve. If they're open enough, right? That person is closer to the truth than, than I am because I can repeat what someone said that the earth is flat. I don't really know that. You know what I mean, but he's done some work. So it's a relationship. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then imagine a step further. I can't articulate this idea, but there's this, there's something called phenomenology. I think it's like a philosophy and it's that our, our direct experience means something. It's real. And we experience the earth as flat, right? So even a bunch of our like some like uh, the categories of thoughts that we have, anything that we say something's high, something's low. I'm depressed. I'm feeling high. I got high. I'm I'm moving up the ladder. I'm you know I, f I fell down. Mm. You know what I mean? So so a lot of our like map of the world is based in in a flat, um, you know frame. So maybe the person that could then even get to that thought is even a better 
relationship with truth. You know what I mean? Because it's like you took it even further. Like you found out the earth was flat or round, and then you're like, well, maybe it's also flat or something like that, <laughs> which is ridiculous. I know, but you see what I'm saying? Well, it's like, right. We could, yeah, then yeah. You're, you're like, I don't think it's ridiculous because you're talking the literal, and then you're starting to mm-hmm. address like um, the – you know, that's where that whole lived experience comes in because you can't mm-hmm. deny people's lived experiences. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like this whole, in my opinion, bullshit race argument. Mm-hmm. Well, there are people who have been, you, you know, like st- stereotype. They've been fucking they've experienced you know, racism, experienced like, racism mm-hmm. to whatever degree. But did they experience racism or did they just come into contact with some fucking dickheads? And, and that's really, I think, what we've got to look at. We got to say, okay, well, yeah, you experienced that, but racism. I mean, it's kind of like on a scale. You, you know, you can't just use that word racism for the individual and give it the same application on the scale of the country or the state or the South or yeah. region, well, systemic whatever. Racism. Yeah. Systemic racism, right? We got to start to to make these words. Well, systemic racism is also just in how it like has perpetuated through Mm -hmm. the time. Right. So I do think you got to take into account people's lived experiences and say, okay, yeah, that was X. But the reason that's not racism is because there's dicks in the world, right? There's people who are just assholes about all sorts of things. I mean, I'm an asshole to a lot of people, I mean, seriously, you don't know how many like people that aren't in very good shape or healthy have given me all sorts of grief telling me that, you know, I'm fucking so like um, one sided and physically focused and all of this stuff that is Mm. not even true. But it doesn't mean that then that's a systemic problem. You know what I'm saying? You just got to deal with, okay, there's people who are dicks in certain areas about certain things and understand mm-hmm. that it's not it doesn't become this greater issue and we put these things well, that's in the yeah, compartments yeah. that they exist yeah. but then that goes back to the argument okay so yeah the the earth is flat right here right mm-hmm. it's not rounded we're not falling to one side mm-hmm. or the other so that lived experience has got a, a partial truth to it we've just got to understand where it fits in the larger mm-hmm. you know scope and of so things the thing and then though, the relativeness of it yeah yeah and i don't even think we know how to approach that because we're trained to think of the world as some like abstracted thing mm-hmm. the you know we're some alien seeing the objective what's the objective truth is that real is it actual is it literal you know what i mean we're trained to th- want to think of things that way, so uh, it's hard to to get to like what that means that the, we I mean, experience the Earth is flat mm-hmm. and that there's something valid to that. Because like you're saying, someone could be, you know, you could say something that's it, it's happened a million times that nothing really happened and someone got really offended mm-hmm. and nothing even they even missed you know the person didn't even say the words that they thought they said. And they're offended. Yeah. So how true is the personal experience or whatever? Well, right. That's why. But, but, that, but again, that's us looking at it as this objective thing. Like we're out here seeing both people. We're like, well, what really happened? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so I don't know. I, I haven't. I'm, I, I, this is something I'm like wrestling with lately. Is thinking about that stuff. Like how? What does that mean? That her experience. I said her. That that person's like oppressed. You know, <laughs> uh, offended. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. That's what I was imagining. Yeah. Is uh, is uh, is it's valid to her because it's like that's giving meaning to her life in that moment. Sure. And everything she does is now related to that. Like it, the but rest of the day is fucked people, up. Right? That's this is mm. exactly why people have to stop being fucking pussies. <laughs> I mean, straight. The fuck up. It's what it is. K tip. It's what it is because we'd have grievances about every single fucking thing. We, I was called right. a beaner yeah, yeah, growing yeah. up, right? By some people. That's not fucking racism. If it wasn't that, it'd be in the army. Mm-hmm. I was called fucking with another guy, the Ears Brothers, because we got big fucking ears. It's the fucking deal, man. It's just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's it's what you do, you know. Yeah. You you fuck with people at times, and um, and if so people you weren't so that, fucking soft, but isn't it flattering though to have so, like people had to come up with something personalized for you because you were that much more right, interesting. Like so right. if you, yours is that's a good way to look at it. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I never I never thought of it that Damn, way. Yeah, I like that spin. <laughs> right. I've yeah. been around you guys a little too long. But then you could also like you take it like right now we're supposed to be offended also of what like your parents did. Yeah, what my parents did. Oh, I'm this color. Yeah, we have or, to carry the guilt yeah, you have of to generations. Carry, right. So yeah. you can be offended not only at anything and think it's wrong and right. a problem. And you could do that for every moment throughout Correct. And, and that's why all uh, of these people, could, mm, I yeah. mean, all of these people who think this, this is to you if anybody's listening and you get offended, go look at that pussy in the mirror and slap the shit out of it a couple times mm. and just toughen the fuck up yeah. a little bit. Anybody could be, you, you know what I'm saying? You can be transgender, you could be a fucking science nerd, you could be a jock, you could be whatever, and you can get tougher. It's just like you can be an MMA fighter. People you know, will picture an MMA fighter the pinnacle of toughness. Yeah, no, because a lot of those guys crash once they're done fighting, right? Or they're just, lives are in shambles outside of their specific craft. So again, you can, we're all pussies in some area, in some arena. The 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 thing that's different from like a real pussy to somebody who's just you know that pussiness is coming out is that the guy who or girl who or they who's dealing with that pussiness coming out if they address that and deal with it then they're getting somewhere the other person who's just offended again Slap the shit out of yourself a few times. So, <laughs> Knock some I, fucking sense into would fr- yourself. I would frame it like this to you. I think like the problem is like I heard Carl Jung say once that at some point when you're um, like a kid, you reach some age, all of a sudden you, you everything's now a problem, right? Yeah. Life becomes like a problem. Every, everything can be a problem, right? And you're always dealing with problems every day. We're kids and babies. They don't think that way. Animals, right? Um, and so, like you're saying, there is like, you do need to get like weathered or just like accept that fact. And so maybe, um, when this over fence thing is like the, they have the idea that the world shouldn't be this way. They're like, there's something wrong with the world. Like, how could you say that? How could, how could you think that? How could you do that? How could, why, you know, you know, that's like the attitude, right? right? And, and it's a utopian vision. They think, oh, it should be like this. They have this, you know, false idea of reality, really, right. but that it should be this way. So, and that's that reaction that we're talking about. Mm. It's 
a lower intelligence thinking. It really is mm -hmm. because it's like, okay, how should it be? Oh, you don't have a solution to that problem. Now let's break it down, especially in America. So break down what your problems are, right? I mean, seriously, all of these fucking people should, you know, save up some of their fucking stimulus money, whatever they got and go to some of these fucking countries and just see what it's like just mm. go live there for yeah. a fucking month oh but you can't yeah. compare your own life to everybody you, else yeah well that's, otherwise you're not special <laughs> that's um, what they need to do right is there is a specialness about it too i think that's that's yeah. totally true because when you're offended you're special yeah look what that you matter did. the attention the attention is on you that's the right. offended. Yeah. so there's this uh group on facebook it's called uh, jiu-jitsu girls in jiu-jitsu or whatever and i only joined it out of curiosity because other people here were talking about those and i was curious to see what would be out there and i was a little disappointed <laughs> because some of the questions it's not really it's not what i envisioned it to be it's more about issues that that are particular to women which is also fair like maybe you need to have a place where to talk about that Besides the point, there was this post, and there's actually a few people out there who uh, put these posts up, and they all start with trigger warning, and they all talk about, not, I mean, and like, whatever. They say, um, they talk about sexual assault, and mm -hmm. then they talk about having panic attacks on the mat. Um, mm -hmm. Not necessarily sexual assault happening in the gym, there are some of those too, but they're talking about working through, you know, going through that whole healing or whatever you want to call it process to move on from that and I don't know what is the right way <laughs> to you know deal with that I don't know how coaches should deal with that I have no idea but there was this person talking about how their coach uh, basically told them that they were disappointed in them after this person was sexually assaulted outside of the gym and that they had to gain their uh, pride back and whatever so of course you can imagine all of the she was like what should i do should i he's like a father figure blah blah should i leave should i you know so can i just ask you a question yeah. on that did it happen like while she's been training okay no 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 or not before, in the school no but not oh, okay, in the yeah, school after just she like, started training yeah, yes okay. and so that was something mm -hmm. she mentioned and so you can imagine the amount of people who said, oh, leave that dirt bag, leave mm -hmm. the gym, leave, you know, it's a toxic, he's a toxic coach, et cetera, et cetera. And so I, and this girl posted twice. So on the first post, I tried, I was like, I normally never, I like never participate in these things, <laughs> but I'm experimenting and I'm curious to see how some stuff, where some things go. And also putting my word out there and challenging it, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I responded, and I said something, like the first time I responded to her first post was um, something along the lines of, well, maybe, um, you know, you can take this as an opportunity, maybe go talk with him, ask him what he means, and, you know, say, you look, look, this is, whatever, try that communication route, but don't necessarily take it as something negative, maybe he's just trying to, you know, help you out in a different way, and, um, I didn't say, and I said, you don't have to stay, you don't have to like them, but maybe you can use that as, you know, a reality check of, okay, I don't need to be stuck in this um, cycle, victim cycle. 
and mm-hmm. I I tried putting it up there as a like um, I was trying to be as you know gentle and tactful as I could as like you know uh, I'm not telling you to do anything I'm just telling you maybe you can find a way to look at this from a different point um, because what I was focusing on was the mental health like for me depression in a similar way was um, you know I would always get stuck in it and I would crave that and then that it would dictate my life so the second time she posted I said well maybe he's not necessarily upset at you for the reasons that you think he is maybe he's not saying he doesn't like have he's not saying um, that he's not proud you know for the reasons that you think and maybe he's just trying to get you to move on from that like you know basically not in these words but like to toughen up to like not get stuck in this uh, cycle so that you know you can actually enjoy your training because she's like I enjoy training I don't want to go train anymore blah 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 Mm -hmm. and um, and then I you know talk about weathering it's like I at the end of it I really like this analogy and I've used it before it's like plants you know if you don't have weather afflicting a plant or other elements then it's not going to grow tall it's not going to stand tall it's not going to be strong but you know if you just coddle it all the time then yeah. you're not so and to my like i haven't had anybody it's on the first one this there was someone's like yeah i gotta push back on this blah 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 and then on the second one um i actually had a few people who liked it and said oh i like this spin on it i basically my focus in that response was just look at this as a way to not get stuck in this and not let it dictate your life. Mm. He also called her on like self responsibility. Yeah, her, but I was trying not to. Like, I was trying to do it in a way that wasn't like pointing fingers. So and she ended up liking it. Oh, nice. So she didn't say anything but liked it. Mm. So that's nice. I hope that maybe it could plant some sort of seed. And you know, maybe even just so, other people. Yeah, and yeah. and like the point of this was how um, what is quality of life like? What kind of life do you want to live? How do you define quality as far as life goes? So, well, if you let yourself get stuck in a lot of those things, I think yeah. that. And if you're constantly thinking of like, I can't say this, I shouldn't say this, right. I can't yeah. think this, I can't yeah. think that. What life are you living? And yeah. Yeah. But that's what these young people, again, like that are all up in arms about things they haven't done. They haven't really lived anything to, mm-hmm. to see that. So when you say, what kind of life are you living? You know, maybe not in this gal's case, but, you know, these people who are all up in arms with, you know, fucking whatever you know argument they want to bring up about how bad things are it's like you're fucking 19 and you're out there tearing up buildings and spray painting and saying the man is holding you down and they don't even know what capitalism is you know what i'm saying they don't even know what socialism is they just think that everything should be fair and equal but not really because if everything was fair and equal it's like okay then why aren't you working right now if we're going to make it fair because you know, that's something that people don't understand as well with socialism is that, well, you don't get to fucking go out and riot. You're going to be working. <laughs> You're going to be mm-hmm. a producer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You don't just get, like, to do what you want to do. Yeah. So living and having experiences are good. And saying what you're saying, man, I thought 
I think that sounds great because it, I think it gives this person the opportunity to recognize that they can take back their power, right? They can, you know, and I, I mean, if she likes this guy and he's like a father figure, well, maybe he's saying something like a father would and not like, yeah. I'm your coddling fucking Yeah, coach. but most people are like, oh, you can't do the tough love situation. You can't do that. Isn't that but- weird, though, that people say that in fucking jujitsu? I mean, seriously, it's like you're here to get tough, at least in the beginning. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. so it's like, but I got to... I mean, I get you got to get people in. This is what I always tell people when they start. It's like, or people that, you know, I, I need to. It's like, look, my goal is for you to trust me first. And that might take six months. That might take a year. A lot of times what I consider that is going from blue belt into purple belt. That's what I consider that we've developed enough enough trust. You know that um, you you at least at that point are able to see what my skill sets are, you're able to understand what my intentions are, yada, 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 right? But then, like I've had to do this with groups of people in the past, sit them down and say, look, these guys were all purple belts or, or these people were all purple belts. And I'm like, okay, so a lot of what I'm saying doesn't have a good or bad value to you. It's just is what it is. If I gotta tell you like, all the times like oh that's so great right and we're trying to work on something specific we're never going to know what to work on because we're going to think all this fucking butterfly bullshit right it's like the the person who's overweight and wants to get on a weightlifting or workout or you know weight loss regiment and their friends are like oh you're just great the way you are it's like mm-hmm. okay well man you, you know, that doesn't mean you got to say, hey, dude, you're fucking, you know, Fatty. fat, right? <laughs> Piece of shit. But maybe, I mean, you know, maybe, but maybe, little fat shaming, but but maybe yeah, yeah. their close friend might say, dude, you right. fucking, you've close been, friend. you know, mm-hmm. you're fucking. Yeah, so like with a level of trust, you right. can, mm. you have that connection where you understand, like you said, the intention. Right, because then you can like cut through all of that bullshit and that's the thing right? like about being offended is like if it's important you're gonna be offended at some level yeah. so if that person trusts that you trust and they say something even though it's true it's still offensive yeah even though you know i mean like right you know what i mean though it's like you feel like eh, you get to you know you start to defend yourself right. you know maybe later on or you're, you're oh, even man. like fuck ooh, they, yeah, yeah. they got me with that <laughs> right good one yeah right if you figure it out then or later mm-hmm. right so that's the thing with offense is like usually what's going on is you're confronting something that you're just like not familiar with you know or it's like goes against what you previously thought and maybe it's wrong maybe it's right but it's like something that like pokes a hole at your view of things it's like saying are are you right you know but you got it but you got to enjoy it though you know what i'm saying i mean this thing like i get offended when you guys punch me in the face you take it offensively because what happens? You get punched right back in the face. Mm. It, well, but it's about, like, not like a lasting offensive. It's not sure, like sure. a... What about when uh, the, the ladies were in here that were on the right and you were on the left uh-huh. and you guys got in a lot of like uh, little battles, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, we got into some so fucking wars. I would bet that you... Were you here for those or did I, you just I, I hear about them? I was at the them? later stages. Oh, okay, because you know I only mean? ever heard But I did experience them. them and they were cool and there were some good conversations. <laughs> um, and... Uh, 
so even though maybe you wouldn't put it as you were offended, right? Mm -hmm. You still had that thing that makes you want to react and that makes you question sure. stuff later. A little seed is inside of you. Yeah. Because it kind of pissed you off. Sure. A little bit. You might, you might even know why. You just have like that little, hmm, she got me with that one. Like a lot of the times like that. Oh, I didn't make my point well enough. Yeah. But she really didn't your listen point, to what I was saying. Right. But maybe right? the point was what off. I should have said right <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, Damn. Right. All of those things. <laughs> yeah. So like offense is like it is like a knife that like cuts into your like stuff and and maybe sometimes it's right to be offended like you know what i mean sure. like when when some business deals don't work out or your friend fucks sure. you over you know what i mean would like, you say it's like you feel like your like your guard is down so you feel like nothing outside of that comfort zone is ever gonna but then something does be, and because your guard was down it's that much bigger of, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, if your guard is down because well, it's an yeah, offense yeah. right well You're, i think that <laughs> yeah, 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 this yeah, goes back to word. what we were talking about with intelligence you know what i'm saying reacting versus responding i and when you get offended by something and it you know gets you to react in a manner um that is not productive, you're not acting typically from an intelligence perspective. It doesn't mean that war is not the answer, right? I'm, you know, I'm fully an advocate of responsible violence. You know, I mean, I think it's important, constructive, it's beneficial, but again, you, you've got to temper that. So that's always up there. But I think when like if you if it's brought to that point, let's just say, you would much rather want to respond than just start swinging for fucking bear, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's just reacting. That's just going into a rage. It's rel if you're if you're tough and you know how to fight, it's relatively easy to beat somebody who's enraged. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that they're a, not a dangerous threat. I'm just saying it's relatively easy because. They're off, they're, balance. they're off balance. They're yeah. off kilter. They're, mm -hmm. they're a threat. But mm -hmm. again, avoid that threat and there's openings everywhere because they can't see any of those. Mm -hmm. You got somebody responding to a situation and all of a sudden that's a way, way different type of you know, threat that can hit you on multiple fronts. And so you know, people, I think, in this whole world of offense right now is all they're doing is reacting and it's coming out bad. It doesn't serve any kind of improvement, any kind of let's have a discussion and dialogue and that kind of thing. Well, instead they're saying you change. Right. That's yeah. the problem. Like, I think you're right. Like, it's like your guard's down. It's like yeah. someone gets a jab in. Right. Ah, yeah. they got me. You know, I, something's wrong with what I did. That's, well, that's, they, the that's what you got to look right, at, but right. that's not what I've they said. Yeah. They're saying, mm -hmm. you threw that fucking jab too fast. I yeah. thought we were going light. Right. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? They don't fucking take right. the responsibility yeah. of mm -hmm. the latter, and that's what's happening. But that's what somebody who would do would respond. The, mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They would say, oh, fuck, man, my hands are down. I need to get this shit mm -hmm. together. I don't want to put this video up and piss my coach off <laughs> with my fucking hands all over the place. <laughs> I think mine were hit down pretty much all the time, too. From <laughs> the little bit that I watched. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, all right. Yeah. End up pretty soon. Well, Anna stepped it the fuck up today. I yeah. feel so so empowered. I have yeah. a mic all for myself. <laughs> right, it was the mic. And <laughs> exerting some. I'm sorry. Just but some you dominance. Know. Yeah. Stop what it's about. Don't apologize. I'm really sorry. <laughs> okay, but 
So I was reading something just on this note to finish up with. Um, this, uh, I think her name was Chief Shannon Kent. And so it was this uh, gal who was in the Navy and she came, she became like the special operator before there was any females even okay. talked about in special operations. Um, but it's really a cool story. If you guys, I'll you know send you a link on it. But this chick was fucking badass. I mean, super smart, spoke like seven languages, was operating with some of the most elite teams side by side. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really interesting what she was able to do with the time that she had and how she was talking because she didn't have a tab on her shoulder or a beret, you know, to signify her levels of accomplishments. How every time she got in with new teams, she'd have to be proving herself all over again, starting Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. essentially that ground level. But Mm -hmm. what she was saying, this kind of goes along in some regards of what we were talking about. As she got better at it, as she understood that kind of rhythm more, how when you get to these teams, the things that are going to give you credibility right away, the things that are going to build that trust and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, because I'm sure they looked on her with some skepticism. Um, but how much better and quicker she was able to do that to get into, and they don't even say the name of this type of a team, but one of the most elite, you know, types of units that guys, you know, from elite units are trying to get into. And they were saying how she would even help them make it through stuff, you know, like physical stuff. I'm not talking, you know, like just the, uh, um, the mental, yeah, the mental side of it. So, um, anyway, it's a great read. Mm, Okay. it's not too long. Is it like an article? Yeah, it was like an article. It was, um, what was it called? It was like, um, I don't know. It, it was it, it was kind of playing to this like victimiz- victimization kind of mindset in mm-hmm. some regards mm-hmm. like this, um, at least the way the article was titled. Um, but so she's a woman? Y- yeah, but how she's not that. Like, and, and how she dealt with it. Because you could yeah. have been that. Like, if you came into the team, they'd be like, who the fuck is this bitch? And she has <laughs> all the... Starting right? from the bottom every time. Yeah, yeah but, right. yeah, but yeah. what it was saying in the article is how out. she... Uh-huh. That was not her. Right, like, right. There was no fucking mm-hmm. victimization with this chick. Yeah. I mean, she was, like, mm-hmm. um, pretty yeah. insane. That's dope. Sweet. Nice. All right. Cool. 29 cool. in the books. Yeah. Anna, close it. Yeah, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and YouTube, or subscribe if you can. Uh, Ascent for twenty. Yeah. Nice. Today was a fun and delicious good bars. Oh yeah. Yeah, those are great. Yeah. I wonder what they're like chilled. Nice. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, later. Yeah.